Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I have this month's ghost story, and in this ghost story, we actually have live recordings from one of the members of our listening community's father's deathbed, So, which is fascinating to listen to, to think about, to ponder what happens as we near death and what are the things we say and what are the meaning, what, what are the things we say mean and do they give us an, an inkling or an opening or a view of potentially the other side, our soul leaving our body. So here today we have Aaron's story and Aaron, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for taking the time to put it all together and thank you for also sharing these really meaningful clips that I'm sure you will hold dear and I know in just listening to them was so meaningful for me. Some of the parts that you don't hear are the laughter and the joy, frankly, at the side of your father's bed as he was dying. So here I bring you Aaron's story. My father, Ed, was a gem, sometimes rough around the edges, but a truly unique character. I'm sure every girl thinks that her father is a gem, but mine truly was. A true hippie, Ed of the 1970s was long-haired, sandal-wearing, barefoot guitar player who loved to write songs and plays and question all things religion, politics, and philosophy. Of course, as life continued, the Ed of older years cut his hair, eventually shaving his head bald, traded the sandals for work shoes, and became a family man. But he never lost his love of guitar playing, something he did for hours on end and his insatiable need for a good debate. He could be a real asshole sometimes, and I say that in the most loving way possible. Questioning religion was par for the course in our house growing up. Having been raised Catholic, my dad struggled with the idea of God, the afterlife, and what it all meant, always straddling the line between believer and non-believer. So as you can imagine, religion and politics were subjects that were never off limits. In fact, some of my favorite memories of my dad are sitting around the table together, getting into heated discussions. We mostly agreed, but rather, but he rather enjoyed pissing me off by playing devil's advocate and intentionally poking holes in my theories. In these moments, I called him an asshole to his face, rolling my eyes in adolescent annoyance. The world, the word asshole was also never off limits, and it was most often a term of endearment. From the age of 12, my dad smoked. He started smoking cigarettes with his parents while sitting around the dinner table engaging in, you guessed it, spirited debates. And those smoke-filled spirited debates eventually moved from the kitchen table of my grandparents' home to the driveway of my childhood home, where my dad would lean over the back of his truck smoking cigarette after cigarette as he and I consumed ourselves with lengthy conversations. So it was no surprise that as my dad aged, he developed emphysema and COPD. Although both of of his parents died from cigarette-related lung cancer, my dad never received a formal lung cancer diagnosis. Then COVID happened. And as the world shut down, my dad locked himself inside his home, protecting himself from what would be an imminent death if he caught the virus. 
For more than a year, I didn't see my dad in person with the exception of a few drive-bys and distanced outdoor holidays. Our driveway conversations turned into daily phone calls, often multiple times a day as we debated all things cut COVID, shutdown, mask mandates, the 2020 election, and when the world would return to normal. Always with CNN blaring in the background. As he waited in isolation, he threw himself into puzzles, coloring, renovating his home, building a deck with his bare hands. So when the vaccine became available in 2021 and the world began to slowly reopen, my dad slowly started stepping out of isolation. We saw him more frequently. He became more active going to the grocery store, the dog park, and even an outdoor restaurant. But out of nowhere, his health began to decline. He started complaining of pain and weakness throughout his whole body. His feet swelled and he developed a fever that wouldn't go down. After being rushed to the hospital, it was discovered that he had a blood staph infection, AFib, pulmonary embolism, and unexplained paralysis from the waist down. Over the course of the month, his condition rapidly declined, with one issue popping up after another, including the discovery of a mass on his lung. Lung cancer, we assumed, but because his lungs continued to fill with fluid, a biopsy to confirm the cancer wasn't possible. On April 13th, one month to the day that he was admitted to the hospital, one of his cardiologists gave us the news we weren't expecting. There was nothing more that could be done to help my dad. He was dying. And so began the process of death. My dad wanted to leave the world on his own terms, and so he chose how he was going to die. All of life prolonging interventions were stopped. I was appointed as power of attorney. I signed his do not resuscitate. Hospice was called in. Family and friends rushed in to say their goodbyes. And even though he was weak and dying, in good old lad fashion, he each personal goodbye turned into an hour conversation. Recorded videos and messages from his former students flooded in. My dad was a retired teacher. And a plan was made to bring him home from the hospital the next day so he could die comfortably at home, surrounded by family and friends. All of this happened in the span of one day. The next day, April 14th, would be my dad's last. Only my sister and I were with him at the hospital as we waited for the ambulance transport to take him home. We arrived at the hospital at 8 a.m. and stayed by his side all day, 12 hours, watching him come in and out of consciousness. It was actually really beautiful. When he was lucid, we had long conversations about the meaning of life and in between his shallow breathing. When he was in, when he was out, we would watch the breathing monitor. When I asked if dying was anything like what he thought, he said, you know what? I'm not thinking about whether or not there's a heaven or hell or afterlife. I'm not thinking about God. I'm only thinking about my life. I don't know what made me do it, but I started recording our conversations. During one of the recordings, I captured one of the most inspiring life lessons. And here that is. Happiness, success, has virtually nothing to do with what you put in your bank. Nothing. Happiness and success is about the quality of the journey. If you enjoyed the journey, then you were indeed successful. Not so inspiring. No, it's, I mean, it's good. But it's truth.
Conversations like this happened all day. But as the drugs began to set in, he became less and less lucid, almost as if he was straddling the line between this world and the afterworld. Countless times we thought he was dying. We were prepared to let him go right there at the hospital before ever making it home with him. We would watch with held breath as his breathing would slow down to nothing. 30 seconds would pass without a single inhalation and then out of nowhere a breath. Several times he would shoot out out of bed with a thought, something to say, and then quickly fall back to the pillow and wander off again. One such time he came only to say, I'm late on my car payment, but if you give him my death certificate, they should waive the late fees. If they don't, ask to speak with a manager. He had my sister and I in stitches laughing at the things he was thinking of as he was dying. As I mentioned, my dad constantly questioned life and the afterlife. We kept asking him to come back after he died and give us a sign that there was an afterlife. If existence didn't cease after death, something the three of us believed could be true. I asked, Daddy, if it's not dead, you're gone. Let us know. He jokingly said, if it's not dead, you're gone. I'll give you a sign. If that's allowed. I don't know the rules. At one point when I looked, it looked as though it wouldn't be long before my father passed. My sister and I decided to call in a priest to read the last rites to my dad. Despite our dad's questioning of religion and his staunch criticism of the Catholic Church, we felt it only right to honor his childhood in a way he was raised with the last sacrament. The prayer was read, Ava Maria was played in his ear, and his vitals began to lift. His heart rate and breathing were raised to unbelievable levels. It was as if he was coming back to life, although he was unconscious. After the priest left, we witnessed our dad to have what we believe was an out-of-body experience, somewhere between this world and the next. But here, you listen and decide. Was this guy a buffoon? No, it was the, very lovely. The he, priest? He played on no, Maria. No, no, the guy. What guy? Who plays me. What guy? Who plays you? Me. Are you a buffoon? Is that the question? Yeah. No, you're fantastic. Well, I, you know, it's up for debate. Why is my picture upside down? <laughs> oh, you're not a buffoon. What colors do you see? What do you see? A blanket hanging over a picture? Yeah, that's accurate. Accurate. <laughs> there was no picture of our dad in the room. There was no blanket covering said picture. Only our dad laying in the bed covered with a blanket. We can only imagine that he was above his body looking down, seeing himself covered with a blanket, questioning who the buffoon was in his body. Moments like this happened all day. And when the ambulance finally came to transport our dad home that night, we felt at peace. We had spent so much time with him, told him exactly how much he meant to us, how much we loved him, thanked him for being the best dad, cried over how much we were going to miss him. Nothing was left unsaid. 
An hour and a half after arriving home, I watched my dad take his last breaths as I held his hand, rubbed his arms, and sang lullabies. It was heart-wrenching and beautiful, all at the same time. Most importantly, it was on his own terms. About a month after my dad's passing, I scheduled a session with the medium. I wanted to know if it was indeed, Dad, you're gone, or if his energy still existed in a different realm. Immediately, the medium said my dad's presence was strong and came forward right away. She indicated she saw cancer around his chest. Remember, my dad never received a biopsy of the lung mass, so a diagnosis was never given. At the end of the call, she said, you've been looking for signs. Be on the lookout for signs on license plates, billboards, storefronts that say Big Ed, a nickname that my dad actually hated. When you see that, you know that's him giving you a sign. Later that night, I was relaxing on the couch, scrolling through Facebook, and an ad popped up on my feed that I had never seen before. And it said, Big Ed. What were the chances? Was it a sign from my dad or just a coincidence? And so the debate continues, passed down from my dad to me. Again, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing this ghost story. And if you have a ghost story to share, please reach out to me at dramyrobbins at gmail.com and send me your ghost story. As you know, notice ghost stories are about between eight and 10 minutes in length. So I have been, some of you have been sending over some really short stories that I can't really use. They're just sort of one off. Um, experiences, which I love to read, but to use in a podcast, I really need something a little bit longer. So if you could use Aaron's story as a model or any other ghost story as a model and elaborate, that would be great. Again, love your ghost stories. Everybody loves to hear these ghost stories. So please share them with us. And thank you all for listening today. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. <laughs>